I got into FPV drone flight. Yeah, is this, this a game? Past week. So they say if you want to get good before you actually even fly a drone, spend a bunch of time in a simulator, which is essentially a game. But like yeah. the, the cliche is, you know, get your first thousand crashes done without a drone. That's like smart. Learn yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And so I've been I've been playing the uh, drone simulator for the past yeah, few you, days. You it sent is, me a video of it, and I thought it was the modern day roller coaster tycoon. And you were just like showing me this roller coaster you built. I loved roller coaster tycoon. Everybody did. You could pick up, you could build a little water pond and pick up the people who were complaining and drop them in. (laughs) Or just make a roller coaster that just goes in a loop and never ends. (laughs) Or the roller coaster that takes like four days to complete. It's just super slow crawling along. Yeah, yeah. And you make the line really short so only like three people can be in line at once. (laughs) And everyone gets so mad. I love charging like $50 to use the bathroom. (laughs) I would have drinks be really cheap so everyone would drink, but no one could go to the restroom. (laughs) is Is there a modern iteration of that game right now? If there is, it probably doesn't allow you to be as evil. That's what I liked about the original Roller Coaster Tycoon. We could be evil. Did take you, out frustrations. Did you ever play the original S- Grand Theft Auto? It really was. Did you ever play Sim City? No, I've never gotten into The Sims. I should have. Not, I missed not out. the Sims. Sim oh, City. Different. What's the difference? The Sims, you have like people that you're sort of manipulating and and interacting with what a great Sim, game <laughs> sim city was similar to roller coaster tycoon similar to Ooh. roller coaster tycoon where you build a city where you you have to put your fire department your police station and lay out your roads and like you'll build a housing block but you're not really managing the individuals yeah it's, it's all sort of in the abstract but it's a game that i've played several times throughout my life and I've never been able to actually sustain anything. I don't know what I'm missing, but I just cannot that... create a sustainable city in SimCity. Yeah. There, I've there's cheated. a game. I've cheated and like looked at <laughs> other people's layouts of like, here's the best way to lay out your city to keep people happy. And I lay it out like that and nothing. Nothing. Yeah. That's, there was a game called The Movies that was similar to this where you had to run a production studio. So you had to hire new actors, you had to build the sound stages, write the scripts, do all this. I could never make it past 1970. I always failed. I always went bankrupt. And I would sell my stars when they were hot, just like the game told me to do. And uh, no, nothing ever happened. Did you objectify your women? Absolutely, Sean. Because, yeah, in the 1970s, (laughs) if you wanted to be profitable... (laughs) <laughs> that was the secret. You start off in the, I think it started off in the 30s to where it was all silent comedies. And you and, could and, still own And you a bet woman. your tuchus that, yeah, it was the straight man and the woman who was my Costello. So she would always get, you know, the face slap or thrown backwards. She would do the stunts. It was hysterical because, you know, that's what was funny in the time. Yeah. And I tried. Just didn't work. People there, said I, I wasn't cruel enough. There's an Acura commercial right now um, you may have seen where the whole thing's black and white except for the bright blue Acura. 
And nice. it's all a nod to Buster Keaton. And there's all these different oh whoa stunts and stuff that they do that are nods to Buster Keaton. Not even nods, yeah. but like direct ripoffs. And it ends with the accurate in the middle of the screen and like the front of the barn falls and nice. the, the relief of the window preserves the Acura. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty great. Yeah. I have not seen that. I will be looking that up though. I'm uh, I like Buster Keaton. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, so I probably wouldn't catch all the references, but I've seen, what is it? The general, those car insurance commercials. No, didn't he do a movie called the general? Yes. I'm, I was, Oh, come on i missed it come I on missed man it. yeah you're just so sharp you're so sharp i need to doll you out i just need to take you and rub you against a rock i've got a question <laughs> for you i i have answers would you rather yes 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 i would i would rather never have socks again okay for the rest of your life no socks yep. or no sauce for the rest of your life. No sauce? No sauce. So no salad dressing, no ketchup, no so- no barbecue sauce, no okay. mustard. Okay. So No general uh, sows. <laughs> Hypothetical. So do I just not know what sauce is and I can never invent it? Like I can't take the socks that I own that I walk around in that keep my feet so warm and wring them out over my pasta because that is a sauce. That Can is a I sauce. do that? See, I, I was thinking about the same thing myself of if if you have spices, that's not a sauce. But yeah. if they get wet enough, then it becomes a sauce. And so, like, you can have exactly. – I'd, I'd say you could have, like, chicken with a barbecue rub on them. Okay. But, but you couldn't have like a, good a old sauce. Dry you couldn't rub. dip it in anything. Yeah. It's uh, just – it's you're, you're taking away the uh, – the moistness of my food. Uh, Sean, this is easy for me. You ready for it? I'm ready. I want the socks. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, I'm the same it's... way. Lock step with you, if you will. <laughs> it's a survival thing. Like, I can live off not having sauce. I lived off ramen noodles long enough. I wouldn't consider that sauce. It was a powder. It was a watery powder that flavored my noodles. What is the that. difference between a broth and a sauce? Is it just <laughs> is it just the concentration? It, I, it is could a be broth the just a watered down uh, this sauce. Is a gra- this is a great question to where what does define sauce? What is sauce? And according to uh, according to it's a thick liquid served with food. Usually okay. savory dishes to add moistness and flavor. So I guess it's a consistency thing. Uh, a broth is thin, right? I, can you ha- can you have a thick broth? I think it becomes a stew at that point. What is clam chowder? <laughs> <laughs> is this a a broth, a stew, or a sauce? I had pancakes this morning for breakfast. Okay, we, yes. We typically have pancakes every Sunday. And we have since the beginning of the pandemic, or the pan- okay. So you're doing a Saturday pancakeemic. Well, the problem oh, is, sorry about God. that. No, let's let's keep going quickly. <laughs> the problem is, I'm filming all day tomorrow. I have to leave at like five o'clock in the morning. Ooh. And so we can't have pancake Sunday as we typically do. Yeah. So we we shifted it to Saturday. But I wonder, is syrup a sauce? I would say it is a thick mm. liquid. 
Ooh, this is, yeah, what would syrup be considered? You're right. It, it adds flavor. It's a sweet flavor, too. Uh, small tangent, side note, I just had syrup from Canada for the first time. I, I was hanging out with Canadian filmmakers last year, and they kept telling me about this thing called pudding chomer. Like, you, oh, man, you got to have this pudding chomer. I was like, okay, first of all, I love what you're saying. <laughs> I, I like I, the sound of it. Uh, yeah. Don't I don't even know, know what, what it is. this is, but pudding chomer. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, I love pudding. I'm a pudding man. And they're like, no, no. It's, it's a giant pancake. It's like a, a pancake cake. And I was just like, I need to have this. And they told me that I can't have it unless I use official Canadian syrup. So I just recently purchased Canadian syrup. It was $15 for a small little bottle, but it came in a leaf, a maple leaf. And I Obviously. was like, I got, yeah, I got to do this. I, you know, if I'm going to buy it and make this pudding chomer just once. I got to do it. Have you been to Canada? Leaf. I've not been to Canada. So I've been to Canada, I guess, technically three times. Nice. Uh, just, You're almost Canadian now. Jesse and I went on our honeymoon in Vancouver. Um, I went skiing one time in Banff, which is just west of Calgary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then one time in Detroit, I drove south to Windsor, which is in Canada. Wait, so, were you, you were in Detroit? Were you being tortured? Take him to Detroit. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but anytime you're in any, uh, any threshold between the United States and Canada, it is just wall to wall. Maple leaves full of syrup. Oh, that sounds like it amazing. Is, it is, no, it's just so obnoxiously touristy. And there's like maple I love candy tourism. and maple. <laughs> I love tourism. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm the guy that like, I don't care if I'm on vacation. I'm not the guy trying to blend in. Like, no, I want them to think I'm a local. I'm the dude with the camera. I'm trying all the cliches. I love it. You know, I just love it. Now that you say that. <laughs> My little brother lives in Seattle, and I yeah. visited him twice, and we had gone to, like, his dive bars and all the local spots and, like, stayed out of it. And then the third time I went up, we went full tourist and, like, did, like, the downtown hidden tours and, like, yeah. all these things. It was so fun. <laughs> it's the best! Did you know that there's an entire, like, hidden city underneath Seattle? Uh, are you talking about, like, mines? Uh, no, I'm talking about... They, they apparently when they built when they rebuilt it after the most substantial fire in like the early 1900s, they knew that they needed to put in streets and plumbing, but they weren't doing it at first. So they told everyone, rebuild your buildings, but know that we're going to raise oh. the roads one story, and Whoa. so eventually your second floor will be your first floor to be level with the street. And so everyone did this, and like for a while, you had to climb ladders to get up to the street when they started building these streets up. Yeah. But then they eventually made sidewalks from the street to that second floor, and the bottom part got sealed in, which was at first great because it was uh, shielded from the rain, Seattle's rainy weather. And so there were all yeah. these like underground markets where you could like walk around the buildings, and there was this whole underground connected thing. Whoa. And then the Black Plague happened. Uh, and turns out that was a great place for the Black Plague to be, um, was <laughs> in this moist underground 
<laughs> vegetable market. Uh, and so they sealed it off for years, and they just opened it up like 10 years ago. Um, and you can Whoa. tour it and like walk underneath these buildings, and you're underneath the sidewalks, and it's it's oh, it's really cool. That sounds fantastic. But how's the smell? Totally touristy. Uh, it smells fine. Oh, it does smell fine. Yeah, I mean, there's huh. there's still a lot of bodies down there, and so you you yeah 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 they just I pushed mean, them to one side to make a path. It's hedonic adaptation. After you see the first ten, you just get used to it. Yeah, it's like fine. oh, there's another body. Yeah, you just start poking them. And then the you're so far north, you can just hop hop up for some pudding chômeur. <laughs> a little bit of that pudding chômeur. Wash it all away. Yeah. Ugh. Like a pudding chômeur cleanse. <laughs> just that, seven that days was... of nothing but pudding chômeur. Your blood is just maple syrup at this point. <laughs> it seems like you've been bitten by like 15 vipers. You could just <laughs> barely move. You're like the... So I guess Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. When you get cut, it's it congealed. takes a good forty seconds for anything <laughs> to actually come out of the wound very slowly. People just think you're you're forgetful. They're like, you're so forgetful, you cut yourself, you forgot to bleed. You're like, no, I am bleeding. It's just some pure maple syrup. It's all pudding chomer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be a fun. Horrendous death. It'd be fun to just like supervise pudding chomers as they move about the country <laughs> and you could be a pudding chomer chauffeur <laughs> oh oh this is a cartoon series the pudding chomer chauffeur yes a hundred percent that's a cartoon <laughs> are you kidding me those characters would be so cute what, they'd what be it? so cute they perf uh, they sweat uh like syrup so it's just these little, they're like Spongebob. They're just these little spongy pancake characters. That sounds uh, so yeah, they have uncomfortable a to me. If I was sweating, <laughs> just being sticky all the time. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like living in Missouri with humidity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For That's all we are. We're just little pudding chomer people when it comes time to summer. That could go on a pillow. That's deep. We're just oh, it's, <laughs> putting Shomer people in the wind. <laughs> All we are is putting Shomer in the wind. <laughs> Look at us. Our French audience or our French Canadian audience just jumped up. All right. We're going to be the number one podcast for the Hardy Boys in uh, French Canada. French Canadia. In French Canadia. We. Oui. I'm just practicing my French. Who, you and a bunch of people? You said we. We. I'm talking about you and I. Oh, okay. The royal yes, we. We. The royal we. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the host of the podcast? We. There we go. Welcome, French folk. That's good. Show me. Do you think when a French king and queen agree to something, they give it the royal we? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to laugh for you. I appreciate I, I the restraint. <laughs> I tried holding it in a straight face for a while. So hopefully we have a good long pause there. <laughs> I think one of the things the king and queen might agree on is that they don't want any bank robbers stealing from their French banks. Nice. Was that the segue? <laughs> oh, you mean into into chapter four. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Ah, chapter four. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's very smooth. Thank you. Thank you. No one could tell you were <laughs> rummaging through your book to find the page for the chapter title. I also hit my head on the mic, so I hope everyone enjoyed that sound effect. Uh, you're good. Thank chapter you. four. Chapter four. A daring, a daring getaway. getaway. Ooh, I wonder how daring this getaway is, my friend. When we last left them, the boys had witnessed a bank robbery, and they hopped on their motorcycles to pursue the bank robbers as a guard was just firing his pistol yes! indiscriminately down the street toward the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's where we left off. That's where we left off, and we start off just, just hot in the mist. Frank and Joe gunned their motors and took off down the narrow street after the bank robbers. Tires screamed as pursuers and pursued careened through the fog-filled streets towards the Bayport Waterfront District. Through the haze, the boys could see the red taillights of the bank robber's car. Um, I noticed that the next line is, they're heading for the docks. Joe shouted as he recognized the long, dark shapes of warehouses on both sides of the murky street. That combined with the, uh, you know, they're headed toward the waterfront district. Yeah. This is another one of those things of, like, Joe driving the boat in circles and, like, noticing the curve of the wakes. He was like, hey, I think we're going in circles. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wait for a context clue, man. Yeah. You, you know where you're going, man. It's fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> Where did you think they were going? Man. The fleeing car shot out onto a wide pier. Uh, this is a beautiful, beautifully described foggy town. It really is. I feel like they've, they've done there's a some good, good job. That, that first paragraph you gave us, then there's some good, um, let's see, uh, the fleeing car shot onto a wide pier. Lighted at intervals by yellow fog lamps. Mm. Brakes squealed sharply, and in the amber glow, the Hardys saw the four doors of the thieves' car pop open at once. So it's just oh, yeah, So that's, that's beautiful. But at the same time, these thieves <laughs> just coordinated a four-door open all at the same time. That means in the car, they stopped, and they all looked at each other and went, okay. One, two, wait, are we going boom? Got wait. Are <laughs> yeah, we going on three? Or are we going on go? Is we're it going, one, two, three, go? Or, or one, two, three? We open on three. It's one, two, three, and we're doing it. And not you know go. what? Just one, two, three. Not one person misconstrued that. They all did it. And they nailed it. And you know when they got out of that car, they all high-fived each other and were like, all right. Yeah, then they got That's caught. That's how it's done. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, of course they got caught. <laughs> I think as they were rehearsing this whole thing, they definitely rehearsed the door opening several times. Yes. I mean, it's, it's the pivotal moment. They're like, what if we are getting chased by two motorists? And they're like, well, then we have to have this awesome exit from the car. There's you know, this we have to look professional. There's this amazing moment in the movie The Big Hit starring Mark Wahlberg and Lou yeah, Diamond yeah. Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> and LDP, baby. And Joaquin Woodbine and Antonio Sabato Jr. Wow, that is impressive. That, this is a David Pitt level analysis. <laughs> That's impressive. But they, they do this thing where I, I don't know how to describe this on the podcast other than they all have their left hands with their watches and they need to synchronize to pull off this heist. And they yeah. all 
punch their fists in so that their like wrists are overlapping, but you could see everyone's watch. Yeah. And they say synchronize and they all shove their like make this, you know, four wrist thing. And then once they look at their watches, <laughs> they all turn a thumbs up at the same time. And it's this really oh cool my God. teamwork thing. And if, I have to imagine these guys did that with their pocket watches beforehand too. If anyone wants to see this in action, uh, co-host Sean Hotley did a video of his Christmas card, his Santa Claus card, and it featured them oh, blending yeah. into the background. And him and his brothers all do the synchronized watches, big hit reference, and it's it's fantastic. They nail it. We had that movie on DVD. Uh, yeah, and it was one that got watched. I think more than the average American <laughs> consumed that movie. So your childhood was the big hit and rad. <laughs> yeah, rad with the lead character Crew Jones, and the big hit with the lead yes. character Melvin Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two great films and two movies that I need to rewatch uh, ASAP. We rad should have just a viewing a party release, for actually double feature viewing party. Of Rad and the Big Hit, I featuring like this. Antonio Sabato Jr. We can rent out a theater. Oh, I just heard that. Yeah, but unfortunately, AMC is allowing you to rent out theaters, but you don't get to pick the movies you watch. They have a list, and I don't want. The, if I I sent them an email saying if I can't choose the Scorpion King, then I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> this isn't worth the risk yeah. of viral exposure in a hundred space if we can't watch. The if we can't Scorpion watch the Scorpion King, King. come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I've wanted to do the last five years is rent out a theater and watch The Scorpion King, followed by, not Sicario. No, it was. It was The Scorpion King, Sicario, and Serpico. And we were going to call it Scorpio. That's good. Yeah, we were proud of it. (laughs) It's real good. Sicario's good. Yes, it is. I've never seen Serpico. Yeah. I've only well, seen the It's Always Sunny parody. I was going to say, yeah, you've seen the Spin Doctors, and yeah. you know that the tape is taped over. <laughs> <laughs> spin Doctors mix? I taped over it. I taped over the Spin Doctors mix. I serpent got the all in good cop left. <laughs> Everybody wants to tape <laughs> What an episode. I hope that show comes back soon. Uh, so there's a fence that these guys jump over. Yeah, this little four-foot fence. And then they hop on a boat that speeds off. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of... Well, there was... So, it's described as there was a churning of water, a whiff of gasoline smoke, and the sound of men jumping into the boat, in which I thought that sound, again, was... Okay. One, two, three. Jump. Wait, wait, do we jump on three or on jump? <laughs> on jump. This time it's on jump. The <laughs> first one is one, two, three, and then we go. This time it's one, two, three, jump. Come on. It's not that difficult. And are we trying to jump at the same time or <laughs> land at the same time? Ooh, that's a good question. Because, you know, Bernice is a little bit bigger than the rest of us. Guys, I'm not that big. <laughs> <laughs> Bernice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is a feminine name. But Did it's you okay. not think a feminine person could be a bank <laughs> be robber? A yes. Oh, I'm Thank sorry. You, Sean. <laughs> is this not 2020? Um, Come at, on. So they're operating in the fog, in the dark, in the and heavy pea soup, churning of water, whiff of gasoline smoke, and the sound of men jumping into the boat. I Synchronized. think a 
yeah, I think a good group of criminals here would be like getting into a hatch in Ooh. the dock and then just making the sound like like a you know old radio awesome. like an old radio artist. Yes. Yes. Making everyone th- I mean this is like you know, hiding in your jail cell and putting the the sheets in a rope out the window, so everyone's the original, like, "Oh, they escaped." <laughs> the 1950s version of home aloneing somebody, yeah, like pretending that the the house is filled with people with the pulleys. Yeah, they brought this little stereo or the old school radio, and yeah, they just wired they it up coconuts. and play sound I, effects. I think the men are on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the worst horse sound. <laughs> that's, how, that's how horses sound. Wee! Wee! Okay. Was that not a horse? Um, so <laughs> I only have to bring this up because it's, it's genuinely cute. But we, uh, in our house, for a horse with Luca, we say... Yeah. That's a good that's horse. A, like, yeah. what does a horse say? Yeah, that's good. And he can't do that. So when you say, <laughs> what does a horse say? He just goes... <laughs> they blow raspberries. Yeah. So in that in that respect, I don't think your horse horse noise was that far off. See, I I feel like I would enjoy that, but you would say no, no fart noises. <laughs> it's not a fart noise; it's a horse noise. That's a fart noise, Sean. I'm not... Your son is a fart noise kid. Okay, you're gonna have to get used to it. You're gonna have to like them. I so badly want to cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> you get it. I want this flatulence. Gone. I want this gotta, stricken from the record. It. So there's this great story. There's a book called the. If this is a story about the, a, <laughs> the current a, topic, I don't know that it's, it's going it's, in the podcast. So, so there is a king, and he's with his queen, and they're having dinner, and the king accidentally lets one rip. And he is so embarrassed, John, he is so embarrassed by this that he leaves the entire kingdom for seven years. And seven years later, he returns and he sees his wife. And the first thing she says is, honey, I forgot about the fart seven years ago. Oh, and it tickled me. Because you just, you don't forget them. You don't. You, you may, can try and act like you do, but you don't. I mean, just like this they conversation, linger. this is a self-fulfilling prophecy, but the more of a stink you make about it, the more attention you bring to it. It's where we could have moved yes. on from this, but it's my fault for latching on so hard. You're shitting a blown raspberries in front of me, Sean. Ah. I will take a cute, a cute joke and turn it into flatulence. Just what happens, babe. So the uh, the boat speeds out, and I think this is a good time to take a break. Yes. So, with that, the boys took one, two, three, a break, a break. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good. That's yeah, good. We, we knew to go on three because we knew this was entering and exiting a car. <sighs> oh, I'm stealing it. And we're Woo! back. And we are back. What an ad break that was. I hope everyone enjoyed that ad break as much as we enjoyed that ad break. Oh, yeah. I, it was great for me. By the way, that long, long joke I told you during the break just now. Yeah. If we still had a Patreon... That would have been a great Patreon exclusive. Oh, that really would have. Except that's one of my three favorite jokes of all time. And you can't you can't have it get out. 
You don't no, want I was, all the I was going to say, I'm sure I've told it to our four listeners. Oh, I was going to say, you don't want on the millions occasions. of our new Canadian audience. You didn't want them stealing the joke. Like, it has to still be in this tight circle. No, I, I think it's... We would build up fanfare like, oh, hey, if you want exclusive access to this joke Sean told David, yeah. then, then they would pay for it and be like, oh, yeah, Sean's told me that joke four times. <laughs> yeah. And each time he told it, it got longer but somehow. the thing is, you're not paying for you telling the story. They're paying for me reacting to the story. That's true. Right? Okay, because they've listened to the story. They know how they've reacted. How does someone else react to a story? That's what we're interested in. How is someone else similar or different than I? We've discussed before how I've dabbled in magic during periods of friendlessness in in high school. Yes, with the ninny hammer. The amazing ninny hammer. (laughs) Exactly. And it's rich history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But on our Frisbee team... I was asked to do magic twice at, at tournaments when, the, when our team was together so at night. So cool. Not because of my magic, but exactly what you're saying. There's a, a girl, Shannon, on our team who reacts to magic <laughs> in a way that is yeah. far more entertaining than any of the magic by itself is. <laughs> and it is that which people are – people are not watching the performance or no. the trickery. In fact, they are often behind me where they can see most of what I'm doing revealed. Yeah. Uh, they're enjoying – there's two shows happening, and they're enjoying <laughs> the other one. The befuddledness of a buffoon. Not that she's a buffoon. That's, that's what I enjoy too, to watch someone who is highly reactive. There's a video of one of those magic shows on my YouTube channel. I'm uh, going to have to find it. I'll send you How the link. How far back? Yeah, send me the link because I, I want to see this. Uh, it's – Summer Solstice is in the title. If you search my channel for Parched at the Summer Solstice or something like that. Okay, I like that. That's a good title for a man doing magic. See, I thought you were going to say that you were hired on your Frisbee team not to play Frisbee, but to be on the fields and distract the other team with magic. That's not why I'm on the team, but that is what happens. Okay. Yeah, good. I, yeah, I, I often don't <laughs> contribute to the productivity of the offense. There's always sparks around you and smoke screens yeah. and all this great People stuff. People coughing. <laughs> why, are you, why do you have smoke bombs out here? Someone goes to catch the Frisbee, and as soon as they catch it, they pull it down. They're holding a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? Magic. You, Take off your top hat and the Frisbee's underneath it and you run it in for the goal or however you win in Frisbee. I don't know. Is it <laughs> is it Kung Pao where the guy throws the smoke bomb and it's just <laughs> yes, such a is. pathetically small cloud and they're outside and it's windy and so it yeah. just immediately clears. It does not have any of the theatrics you would expect. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's me on the field. He's just, got the wide stance too. Just boom. <laughs> And he still freezes as if like, oh, dang. (laughs) I expected something to happen. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So the boys are like, hey, we'll we'll hop over to the other pier where the Coast Guard station is, and we'll have them send a boat out to catch these yokels. And on their run down the pier, they get stopped – by officers, and it turns out to be the Coast Guard. And at first, the Coast Guard tries to apprehend the boys. Yeah, they're confused. And, and Frank is not helping out. 
because his dialogue, so they get grabbed, halt, a voice ordered. We've got you. A whistle pierced the air. For a moment, all was confusion. Now what's going on here? Demanded the authoritative voice. Let us go. Bank robbery. We need the Coast Guard. In which the man who was holding him just thought, how did he know my name was Bank Robbery? <laughs> I never said my name was Bank Robbery. <laughs> Let us go, Bank Robbery. <laughs> what a weird thing to shout. Let us go, Bank Robbery. Well, if Constable Riley just gets called Con Riley. Yeah, there's got to be a Bank Robbery. Yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Robbery, please, please. Bank. <laughs> My father was Mr. Robbery. <laughs> Call me Bank. Uh, and a flashlight shone through the fog. Why, it's the Hardy Boys. Release them, men, said Lieutenant Parker. We heard somebody shouting for police. Uh, yeah, it was us. Um, so the officer says, I'm sorry, after Frank had explained, the officer said, I'll dispatch a cutter after the bandits right away. To which I thought, it's way too late, guys. Yeah. By the time you go over, get the cutter and dispatch it. These men are gone. Yeah. They have such a head start. Like, your, your window was now. Yeah. They're in the hey. bay. <laughs> they can go literally anywhere in the world. Yes. You can, you can give it up. Yeah. They, they are gone. You don't have a helicopter. There's the pea soup out, out in the bay right now, so you can't see five feet ahead of you. But what did they do? The most logical thing. Moments later, a police car sped onto the pier, its siren wailing and red top light blinking. A ramp built at the edge of the dock. 200 feet out, the car sped up. <laughs> <laughs> they evil Knievel. They modified this police car. They put little side skirts on it. And they, and they dukes of hazard this police car off this ramp at the edge of the dock into the bay. And that car, just like the police car in the beginning of the police squad movies, ended up on the ocean. Um, so I have that exact same joke, but in like three paragraphs from now. Oh, do you really? Dude, yeah. that's honestly how it felt like they were setting it up. Like a police car comes wailing in, and all I imagine <laughs> is this camera zooms out, and you see it going down the dock, and there's the ramp. And uh, <laughs> the the boys and the Coast Guard just sort of step to the side, and it just speeds past <laughs> them into the water, and it's gone. Well, that was weird. <laughs> these, uh, these two boys are walking through a forest. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's this... Uh, this big hole they just see this giant hole and they can't even see the bottom of it and so they like you know grab a rock and throw it down have i told this joke on the podcast no, before i don't think so so they, they grab a rock they throw it down they you know they listen nothing oh yeah they, they don't hear anything like, that's weird so they you know find a bigger rock and they you know heave this bigger rock together down there and they nothing they don't, they don't hear anything <laughs> And so finally they start looking around for bigger stuff and they find this railroad tie, just a big old plank of wood. And they drag this thing to the edge of the hole and they just heave it down there and they're listening and nothing. And a minute later, a goat comes sprinting, sprinting through the woods, just breaking twigs and leaves, just, you know, tearing through and dives headfirst into this hole, disappears. 
And they were like, that is really weird. Yeah. So they give up and they keep walking. And a little while later, they run into this farmer who's walking around. And he's like, you boys haven't seen a goat around here, have you? And they're like, actually, yeah. We did. We uh, There's this giant hole back there. And we saw a goat just tear through the woods and dive right into the hole. And the farmer's like, oh, that couldn't have been my goat. My goat was tied to a railroad tie. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you get these stories. I hope They're there's all a true. book of them. Uh, one I, of those boys <laughs> was me. I was there. That's what happened. And I was the goat. This you know Man goat walks behind you. I hear a, t- a railroad being drug along. I might tell all three of my favorite jokes today. You might. And we'll I, see. Where does this one rank? Uh, the, it's, I think it's tied. Okay. Is it's, the other it's, one... It's a three-way tie. The, uh, the deer hunting king? Oh. I think that the joke I told in the break a moment ago is my fourth favorite. Oh. I think Goat in the Hole. Yeah. At, no, Goat in the Hole's fourth. The one I told in the break is third. And then uh, King is number one. I think King Hunting's number one. Uh, yeah, King's a great one. Yeah. It's a fantastic and then, story. And the uh, the three criminals hiding out in a barn is, oh, num- is number two. Yeah, we, we have got to get that sometime soon. Here we go. Um, not right now. Uh, so police get out of the car. They don't actually drive off the edge. Um, and they recognize, there's the car, cried one of the men. And even in the heavy fog, Frank and Joe recognized him as the bank guard who fired shots indiscriminately into the streets of Bayport after a, a car full of robbers. The crooks got into that car, and then those motorcycles raced off with them. Those are the bodyguards who rode the motorcycles. Grab them. So a grim-faced policeman, gun in hand, obviously, Oh yeah. ordered Frank and Joe to come forward defund the police Um, (laughs) apparently he and the officer with him were new members of bayport's police department for the boys had never seen them before so then they start shaking the boys down they're like you know what happened and uh guy says you know there's a robbery they were wearing masks and then they open up their motorcycles and find the gorilla and the magician outfit and they're like okay we gotcha uh and then chief colleague comes up and they're like hey we got we got two of them right here and Frank and Joe step into the light, and Chief Colleague is like, hey, Frank, Joe, how did you get here? And he looked at the rookies, and he says, these boys are all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love this. That, what by the way, scene. was the prompt for the joke in the, uh, in, the, in the ad break for you. The mysterious joke in the ad break. Nice. <sighs> so, yeah. But, one of the men protested, according to the bank card, the thieves wore masks, and we found these on one of the cycles. He handed Chief Colleague the false faces. I wish one of them was Chief Colleague's face. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I love this right here. This is how the boys are also like, no, 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 we're, we're not guilty. You'll also find four gallons of ice cream too, Chief. 
Frank put in, we were on our way to a Kali Shaw's masquerade party. And I imagine one of the police officers trying to prove that these kids are lying just goes, hmm, ice cream or plastic explosives? And he picks up one of them and he drops it on the ground and it just hits. This is sad just, ice cream, just kind of, just a very just poops unclimactic. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think if you were the robbers, the actual robbers, just putting a pint of ice cream in your car seems to allay the police officers' suspicions of like, hey, yeah, you're bank robbers wearing costumes, and they're like, oh no, 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 we we'll have we have ice cream. See, we're going to a party. There you go. Sorry to bother you, fellas. Have a good night. <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty sure those are the guys. Nope, they had ice cream. Oh, you dropped oh, one of your sacks. Guys, come back. <laughs> you dropped this burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, though. For, like, people who rob a bank, they just fill the car, the getaway car, with groceries. And, yeah, they just say they were shopping. It's, like, it's all Tostino's pizza and ice cream. <laughs> and the cops are just like, uh, are you sure you didn't rob that bank? They're like, guys, we have to get to a fridge ASAP. This is like, all going to melt. If, and my upholstery. You're paying for it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't make enough money to deal with yeah. cleaning my upholstery. <laughs> Let them go, guys. They've got Tostino's pizzas. The These chief things are laughed. The chief laughed heartily, but quickly became serious again. Any suspicion of these boys is nonsense. Yeah. Which I think inspires a second book series where the boys use what little little help they've given the town as a total cover-up for running the best smugglers ring. They're the insiders. They're the... Everybody's a crooked cop. (laughs) <laughs> there you go, Serpico. They are learning from the best right now. They're taking notes. They are understudies for some of the greatest criminals in Bayport. Yeah. They've learned from Red Jackley. Yeah. I mean, he, he is one of the great... They know how to get away from the police. They know exactly the kind of cart to hop into and how to slow down around turns so you don't topple over and, and uh, hospitalize yourself. Yeah. And they're even teaching criminals new things like the ice cream alibi. Yeah, the ice cream alibi is genius. I mean, they're just proving that they can outsmart the cops right now. Good for them. Good for the boys. Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, I guess it was too foggy to see the getaway boat. That's right, Joe answered. But from the sound of it, I'd say it was an open speedboat with a powerful inboard motor. Nice. And so the Coast Guard is taking the cutter, Frank said. But even their powerful searchlights won't cut through this pea soup. Their best bet is to crisscross the bay and perhaps close in on the robbers. Uh, and then Frank says, and for that, a little boat is just as, as good as a big one. Joe, what do you think the sleuth, do you think the sleuth is in good enough, to sh- in good enough shape to take out? Ooh, I'm having a hard time reading here. Uh, because if you remember, the sleuth's rudder is, yes. is damaged. They're waiting for some replacement parts to come in after their sloping turns in the beginning <laughs> with the black cat. And Chief Colleague nodded approvingly. The more boats we send out, the better our chances, he said. I'll dispatch, I'll dispatch the police cruiser, too. To which I thought, this is Bayport's very own Dunkirk. They're just getting all the boats they can get. See, this is that point where I'm... Where Chief's like, I'll dispatch the police cruiser. And then he, like, points and nods, and somebody just drives a police car <laughs> into the water. <laughs> We're on it, fellas. <laughs> 
Dispatch the them, cruiser. Them old police boys. <laughs> them Bayport boys. Back at it again. <laughs> I forget how the little theme song goes, but insert Dukes of Hazard theme song there. Uh, so Frank and Joe swung onto the motorcycles. They race along the shore road toward the boathouse as fast as they dared in the heavy fog. And they get there. They find that the lock is broken off. What? Frank exclaimed. He swung the door open and beamed his flashlight inside the building. The sleuth, the sleuth was, was gone. Gone. It was gone. And to that, I wrote, again? <laughs> I know. It's been stolen <laughs> in every book. I'm tired of the sleuth. I'm going to be honest. It's just, when did it get introduced? Was it introduced in book, book two? Book two, I think, yeah. Yeah. And yes, every every book it's stolen. I'm done with it. I want the sleuth to be over with. Get something else. Get a hot air balloon. Anything. Get me excited. Anything is better than the stupid tiny boat that you're so proud of. That everyone no one cares about your boat. I know, and who would want to steal this boat? Like, wh- you know, that's where they're going. The criminals went in and stole the sleuth. Yeah, the, not- the open. A uh, speedboat with a powerful inboard motor. It's the sleuth. They stole the sleuth. They took the yes. sleuth. Yeah. Clearly, they took the sleuth. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, there's so many boats you could steal, but didn't they jump into a boat? Or yeah. are they implying that they jumped into the sleuth? That's the boat they were heard jumping into. I'm guessing that somebody had stolen the sleuth, had it parked at the end of the pier, Robbers ran, okay. hopped the fence, opened their doors in sync, hopped the fence, jumped into the sleuth in sync, and sped off into the pea soup. That's okay. that's my guess. That's a good guess. That makes I in my mind, they jumped into one boat, took it all the way over to the private docks, for some reason decided because usually you'll have two getaway cars. It's like this is the one we leave in, then we gotta go to the secondary one. So they go to a secondary one and take the sleuth. Yeah. But yeah, yours makes way more sense. Nah, yeah. it's, it's it's five of one, six of another. Is that the expression? Yeah, thank. Yeah, I don't know the expression. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that's right, though. You're an ex- you're an expressive six, dude. Six point five of one, half a baker's dozen of another. Yes. If one finger points at you, three fingers point back. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Oh my god. Oh my it god. It is right. It is right. You point one finger at someone, three points at you. Yeah, that's how it goes. I got it. There it is. Because the thumb is not a finger. It's not a finger. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No. No one knows what the thumb is. <laughs> what a terrible ending. <laughs> no, check this. I, I, I got the uh I got the, the transition here. You got it. I got, got the transition? Segue. Yeah, because, I mean, we're talking about fingers and thumbs. Yeah. But hopefully they'll be able to catch these guys red-handed. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe their sleuthing skills will finally start to thrive. (laughs) Oh, there it is. When we get to Chapter 5. Nicely done.